Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk about some big questions heading into week 11, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Heath Cummings. And we're talking about some big questions for week 11. I want to start with, where are you ranking Kyler Murray? Is he just a top 12 quarterback the rest of the season now that he looked pretty solid in his first game? I kind of thought that he would be, but I have 16 quarterbacks projected for 20 fantasy points this week, and he is one of them, but he doesn't make the top 12. He is in that 14 to 15 range. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like to see him look a little bit sharper as a passer. He missed some throws that we'd like to think that Kyler Murray would normally make. I'm not actively looking to make a move if Kyler Murray is my only quarterback available this week, but he's not quite a top 12 guy. Yeah, I've got like Joshua Dobbs ahead of him. Here's an interesting one. Would you start Joe Burrow against a very, very tough Ravens defense, likely without T. Higgins? As of right now, I have Burrow just ahead of Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. but I, I do think if Higgins is ruled out, we might see that line move a little more and Murray might move ahead of him. They're basically a coin flip for me. Yeah, the one league where I've got Kyler Murray and another viable starter, I've got Jared Goff ahead of him. I'm definitely starting Goff ahead of him this week. What do you think about those two the rest of the way, though? Who would you rather have? I think that they are a very good pair to have matched up. Um, like you're definitely going to start golf in a good matchup at home, and hope you hope that their matchups kind of coincide. If Kyler's playing the 49ers, you start Jared Goff. If Jared Goff's playing a good defense on the road, you play Kyler Murray. Now here's one who I know you're not a huge fan of, uh-huh. who's got a great matchup in Week 11. Would you start Trevor Lawrence or Kyler Murray? I would definitely start Kyler Murray over Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not so sure about how great the matchup is against the Tennessee Titans. Baker Mayfield just did well, but he was only the third quarterback all season to throw multiple touchdown passes against this defense. They gave up the Titans 305, 305, 289 yards in their first three games of the season. There have Mm -hmm. been two quarterbacks over 250 yards passing against them since. Interesting. All right, well. Let's move on to another big question for week 11, and that's what are we doing with the Rams wide receivers? It sounds like Matthew Stafford is going to play through this thumb injury in week 11. Hopefully, you know, he's something like 100%. He played through a similar injury, I think, in the 2020 season, and his numbers actually didn't really decline too much. Mostly just didn't throw as often as he did, but it was a similar thumb issue. Where are you ranking Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua for Week 11? I'm ranking them both as must-start wide receivers, definitely in the top 15, probably in the top 12 in both formats. Um, I I just wrote about this, and it is a little bit frustrating because we've seen four games with the two of them. They both Mm -hmm. basically have two absolute smash top five weeks and two complete duds outside of the top 40 weeks. So I'd like a little more clarification We've seen this Rams offense, when they're ahead, get really uh, run heavy. Mm -hmm. Two of those games, Stafford had 24 and 29 pass attempts. 
So while I do think they both see a 30% target share, that could mean seven or eight targets a piece. And I don't think that we should have a strong lean on which one of them is going to see a higher target share. Since Cup came back, it's 33% for Cup, 32% for Nakua. I'm starting both and hoping for more information. Yeah, this is one where the projections have them both as top 10 wide receivers, eight and nine, actually, back to back. And so... I have a little bit of uncertainty about how well Matthew Stafford's going to play, how much you can buy into them. So I, I just moved them both down together to like 13 and 14. So I'm right in the same range with you. Let's move on to uh, we're kind of running out of time to make trades, probably a couple weeks left until the trade deadline in most of your fantasy leagues. And Heath, why don't you give us first a couple of buy low candidates? Well, first, I, I found a couple of our silly leagues where the trade deadline's already passed. <laughs> and so that's super frustrating. But I, I'm still mostly a believer in Lamar Jackson. I, it's, I hate to keep saying that he's having bad touchdown luck. It seems like it's happened three years in a row now. But I do still think that he's going to produce more touchdowns in the second half. He's basically playing the best football he's played as a passer, except for his MVP season, completing 70% of his passes, averaging 7.9 yards per attempt. And he has five rushing touchdowns. So I, I'm buying low on Lamar Jackson and feeling pretty good about it. I'd also buy low on Marquise Brown if anybody's concerned about a four target game i still think he's the clear number one for kyler murray rest of the season what about some sell high candidates i am selling the dolphins because i hate their playoff schedule in fact they play the raiders this week so if you want to hold for one more week i wouldn't be surprised if they hang 50 on the raiders seems like a very thing they would do but then they've got the jets twice still on the schedule they mm-hmm. have to play baltimore they have to play the cowboys in the fantasy playoffs that baltimore games at baltimore in week 17 i'm not selling low I'm not selling for like what I think they're going to be in the playoffs. Sell based on what they've been, because I don't think they'll be that good in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, Jets, Cowboys, and Ravens in weeks 15, 16, and 17 is a pretty tough schedule for the Dolphins. I'll throw – I don't want to be the wet blanket, but C.J. Stroud I think is probably a sell-high candidate. I just – I feel like there are going to be some rough patches, and we're talking about a quarterback who really doesn't add very much with his legs. One game with 20 rushing yards so far this season. He has scored a couple of short yardage uh, rushing touchdowns in, th- in two of the last three weeks, but I just I feel like he probably needs to be a top eight passer the rest mm-hmm. of the way to be a top 10 or probably a top five passer the rest of the way to be a top 10 quarterback given how many guys out there can run and I just don't know if that's the strongest bet so I do think there's room for for you to sell him it's not an indictment of CJ Stroud it's just I think we'll probably see some regression and then I don't know if anyone's buying this is always the tough thing with with a buy low sell high segment is Brian Robinson is anyone really buying like he had 119 receiving yards last week We know that's not a big part of his game. We know that the Commanders have been one of the most pass-heavy teams in the NFL under Eric Bayanami, and the schedule is about to get really, really tough. They've got the the Giants in Week 11. Robinson probably a top-20 running back for that game. After that, Cowboys and Dolphins before a Week 14 bye, and then they've got the Jets and 49ers in Week 17. I think Brian Robinson could be in line for maybe one or two more useful games, and even his useful games, he still needs to find the end zone to really be worth using. So I think Brian Robinson's a, a sell-high candidate, if anyone's buying. And that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow.
from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.